Shalom. Um, right, so Shemois, Shemot. Shemois. So uh, we'll start off with, with our studying bracket. Baruch Atah Adonai, Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Asher Kitshanu B'Mitzvotav V'Tivanu, Le'esok B'Divrei Torah, V'Harevna Adonai Eloheinu Et Divrei Torah Techa, V'Vinu V'Fiya Mecha Beit Israel, V'Nahiye Anachnu V'Zezinu V'Zezeya Mecha Beit Israel, Kulanu Yodei Shemecha V'Nomadei Torah Techa Lishma. Baruch Atah Adonai, Hamanamei Torah Le'Amo Yisrael. Amen. Okay, so for the most part, we're going to be in the beginning of the of the, the beginning of the book and in the beginning of the parasha of Shemot. Um, ironically, I guess well, kind of ironically, kind of not ironically, but I didn't actually know that Shemot doesn't mean Exodus. It actually means names, which is kind of a little little strange. But it's yeah. What what is up with that? So we're going to be, mostly be talking about the names that it references, which would be the verse. And these are the names of the children of Israel who are coming from Mitzrayim, with Yaakov. Each man and his household came. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, which is a little weird, Dan and Naphtali, Gad and Asher, and all the persons who emerged from Yaakov's loins were 70 souls, and Yosef was in, was in Mitzrayim. So, we've got that little Benjamin. So, it's listing everyone by name and by age, but Benjamin isn't mentioned in the middle. He's in the seventh. He's not actually at the very bottom where, where the, la- or the, the last, but he's the youngest. So, supposed to be talking about this, Bakya. Yeah, Bakya. So, Benjamin is, is mentioned seventh, or out of the 13 sons that, that Yaakov had, he's in the middle. So, the Torah mentions the six sons of Leah in order of their births. We would therefore have expected that Benjamin would be listed last instead of seventh. The reason he was listed in seventh place is that the populated part of our terrestrial universe is divided into seven different climatic zones. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about climate change here. So, you can array, if you go from the, you have your, your very hottest point on the earth would be the center or the equator, and your, your coldest areas on the earth would be on the very top and the north, or the north and the south poles. Okay. So... In the in the between those two areas, you have very, you have two two area two kind of like rings that are like your your kind of like paradise areas, I guess you could say. They're, they're, it's not too hot and it's not too cold. Okay. Israel is in that area. So inside and so, but now hold on, hold on. We're we're not done. But so why did he pick Benjamin though? Benjamin, well, why did he pick Benjamin to to be the only one that gets moved around. So inside of Benjamin's territory in Israel, in that paradise zone. Is the temple? That's where the temple is built, and so, oh, yes. so in the te- in the temple, or well, rather in 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 the tribe Benjamin's allotment is the temple, and in that paradise zone, am I going with this? Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. So as you're entering, basically, this is the the exile originally started back with Yitzhak, technically. Because technically it was supposed to be 420? 410 years. But they were only in Mitzrayim for like 200. So it's a bit of a... It, it, technically the exile proper, proper started back then. But as they're coming to Mitzrayim, it's almost like a pseudo start to the actual exile of actually entering into a new land and into a... They're not in the promised land anymore. or not in Israelis. So as they're entering in the, this land, the, the Benjamin gets moved around to almost say... Yes, you're coming into an exile, but there's gonna be you're going to paradise afterwards, and it's kind of like a little, basically just saying there's gonna be a little bit of a detour. 
So, that was point one, and that was four minutes, and I need to take up 20. So, um... I'm gonna talk a bit slower now. Okay, so... Okay, so... Redemption. Redemption is kind of also kind of uh, basically the theme of Exodus. As we're... As it's the, that's the kind of climatic point. It's the giving of the Torah and the coming out of Mitzrayim. So, sadly... It was supposed to be the final redemption, and when, it, when we came, came out of Mitzrayim, that was supposed to be the final redemption. We were going to go to Sinai, get the Torah, and it was going to be, everything, everything was going to be good. But then uh, Golden Calf happened, 40 years, and we had problems. So, by the, by, as far as like redemption goes, all of the names of the sons of Yaakov, so not, not, not the tribes, not Ephraim and Manasseh, but all of the, all, sorry, I'm shaking the camera. No, okay. All of the names of the sons of Yaakov have something to do with redemption, either in the Tanakh or in the Torah. They're all used in some capacity for redemption. So I picked three of my favorites that were kind of fun. I can go over the Thai list, but we'll just go for three. The name Simeon, derived from Shema to hear, appears in a verse in Exodus 2.24, in which Hashem speaks of having heard the outcries of the Jewish people who suffer such oppression. Now, it's, a pre- it's where like, it ends on an oppression note, but it's actually about redemption. We'll get to that later. The name Issachar, which is derived from Issachar, or reward, occurs in connection with the redemption in Jeremiah 31.15, where the prophet assures Rachel, who had wept for her children going into exile, Issachar levaflotecha, your effort in weeping for your children will be rewarded, they shall return. Finally, also Yosef's name is associated with the redemption in Isaiah 11.11, Yosef Adonai et Yedav Shanit, on that day God will again apply his hand to redeeming the other part. So now... It's, what is the, the, the Simeon thing? Why does Simeon end on oppression when it's actually supposed to be redemption? So, flip forward a little bit. So, redemption, or, or suppression and oppression are kind of like heralds for a redemption. So, in Mitzrayim, you have Moshe, he comes to Pharaoh, and he says, like, hey, you going, we're, like, let my people go. Pharaoh says no, and then he, he takes away the straw, and he takes away and makes everything harder. So he makes it harder for the, for the children of Israel and basically tries, tries to suppress them and, and oppress them even more. So he's actually, he, he's kind of, it, there's a lot of things about talking like he's worried that they're going to join his enemies and gonna, like, like the, they're going to get too, too much of a strong power for him. But Baki brings down a second, another view that he's actually worried about being kicked out of his own land. That if Israel, he was worried that if Israel got too big, that he, it would basically be able to just, Israel would be able to say like, okay, it's time for the Egyptians to go and we're going to take over. So... He phrase, so he phrases it, and we will go up from the land. The wording should have been, and we will have to go up from the land. As in the Egyptians, we, or it's, this is Pharaoh talking, so the Egyptians leaving instead of Israel leaving. Uh, the Egyptians were afraid that if the growth of the Jewish people continued unchecked, they themselves would ultimately be expelled from their own land. Pharaoh was loath to even mention this aloud, hence he rephrased it, making it seem as if the Israelites were the ones contemplating emigration. A Midrashic view of these words is that as long as Israel was on the descent, this is a prelude to its ascent. If this is the meaning of the words, they must have been spoken by Hashem, who added them in parentheses. We find that David uses a similar expression in Psalms 44:26. We lie prostrate in the dust. We lie prostrate in our dust. Our body clings to the ground. This verse is followed immediately by arise and help us, redeem us, etc. In other words, our suppression is the prelude which ushers in our redemption. So, things, are getting, things get worse, and then they get better, basically. So, I said I was going to talk slower. Oh, this, took, this took me 20 minutes last time. I'm at seven. So, this isn't good. Um, anyways, so we're going to add a few more points. So, because you're going to talk more about the names. Than the names? Oh, I'll, I'll go through the entire list. Yeah, no. So, um, Reuven. So, we'll start with Reuven. We'll just go over down. 
Reuben was so called as the word re'ah, to see, as part, is part of the verse in Exodus 3-7, where Hashem said to Moshe, re'ah riti et ani ami. Hopefully I pronounced that right, because it's, it doesn't have vowel markings in here, which is a little, it's hard to read, but, I have surely seen the plight of my people. The name Levi from the word Levi, to keep company or to attach oneself, appears in connection with the prophet predicting that at the time of the redemption, all the people of the earth will flock to Israel. Zechariah, Zechariah 2.15 the, na- wow. <laughs> the name Yehuda, connected to the root Yada, or to confess or to thank, is mentioned in connection with redemption in Isaiah 12.1, Be'yom ha'hu Adonecha Adonai On that day I will give thanks to you, O God, although you have been angry with me. The reference to Zebulun is found in Kings in 1 Kings 8.13. Solomon prayed after the dedication of the temple he had built by saying, Beni Beniti Beit Zevulan. I have built a stately house for you. May you dwell therein forever. The name Benjamin is alluded to in Isaiah 62.8. Nishva Adonai Bemanav. The Lord has sworn by his right hand, Nevermore will I give your new grain to your enemies for food. This allusion to redemption associated with the name Dan is seen in Genesis 15.14. Also the nation which will enslave them, Dan Anoki, I will judge. The name Naphtali is associated with the redemption in Song of Songs 4.11. Nefat ha-toftena Your lips have dripped sweetness. The name Gad, on the other hand, is associated with a celestial manna in Numbers 11.6, where its taste is described as Gizra Gad, or Gad, who, who. Asher's name is also associated with the redemption in Malachi 3.12. Ve-shamru atokem kol hagegitin. And all the nations shall count you happy. So. That was all I had planned. I went through it really fast. I'm sorry. But. Names. Huh? Names. Alright, that was the lightning round.